Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jesus Stories. This is the podcast which tells the stories of the life and teachings of Jesus, and we do it without preaching. I'm your storyteller. I'm George Taylor. Last time, we watched as Jesus' disciples discovered that their Messiah, their rabbi, who had been crucified and was declared dead and was buried, was no longer dead. We continue in that narrative today, but I need to offer you some reminders first. We come to you because you support our efforts, not only in prayer, but financially. And this podcast, any podcast, really costs money. There's a cost to put this on the internet, all the episodes on the internet, to put a good website up, to keep the equipment and the software required to produce the show. So would you consider supporting this effort financially? You can find out how by visiting our website, jesusstories.info. Click on the Support This Podcast tab. If you cannot support us financially, we do appreciate your prayers. How about sharing this podcast with your family and your friends? All the links are on the website. We're on social media all over, so you can share via social media, jesusstories.info. Click on share this podcast. One more thing before we get to the next part of our story. If you know anything of the Jesus story, you know that we're coming to the end of the story of Jesus' sojourn on earth. That, however, is not the end of the story. People still encounter Jesus. They still encounter Jesus today, and their lives are changed. And we're going to hear the stories of those people, both those who are alive now as well as historical figures who have encountered Jesus and what that meant to them. Here's my question for you, though. Do you have a story to tell about how Jesus has had an impact in your life? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, click on jesusstories.info, and click on the Talk to Us tab. And there you'll find links to send me an email or a DM on social media. Give me a short preview of your story. We'll be in contact. And if you're not sure if your story's worth telling, contact me anyway. We'll figure it out together. And you don't have to be on the podcast unless you want to be. If you trust me to do it, I'll tell your story for you. You just get in touch with me and we can talk. Sweetest that ever was 
When we left Jesus last time, he had come to his disciples in a room in Jerusalem, a secret room where they were hiding to stay out of trouble with the Jewish leaders. Jesus proved to them that he was alive. He wasn't a ghost. He even ate dinner, and he gave them the gift he had promised, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We talked about the Holy Spirit in episode six. Go back there if you've forgotten who he is. When Jesus appeared to his disciples, all of them were there except for one, Thomas. And when he was told, and he was told over and over again, we have seen the Lord. When he was told that, he didn't believe his companions. I won't believe it, he said, unless I can see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together, and this time Thomas was with them. And even though the doors were locked, Jesus shows up. He greets them in the usual way, peace be with you. And then he turns to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless anymore. Believe. That was the proof that Thomas needed. He exclaims, my Lord and my God. Jesus' response, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Now, all of the apostles have seen Jesus, and they believe that he is alive. But there's another task which must be taken care of. There's the matter of Peter. Remember him? He's the one who denied that he knew his friend, his rabbi. He's the one who ran off to his home crying after the denial. What will Jesus do about Peter? Several of the disciples had gone back to their old professions. Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were at the Sea of Galilee. Peter and his cohorts decide to go fishing. They work all night. They catch nothing. Now, if this sounds familiar, it's because it is. It's the same thing which happened when Peter was called first by Jesus to follow him. Peter and his companions had been out all night. They'd caught nothing. We described this in episode 8. Now, at dawn, Jesus is standing there on the beach. In that light, the the disciples couldn't recognize him, but he could be heard. Remember, fishing is done close to the shore. Jesus calls out to them, have you caught anything? They reply that they haven't. So Jesus gives them some instructions. He says, throw out your net in the right-hand side of the boat. You'll get some. They follow those instructions, and their catch is too large to haul in. John recognizes these events. It's the Lord, he exclaims. And when Peter hears this, he puts on his clothes, his coat, and he jumps into the water, and he heads to the shore. The others struggle with the nets and the boat. They finally get to the shore. And when they get there, they find that breakfast is ready. Fish and bread are cooking over an open fire. Jesus invites them to bring some of their catch over to the fire. And now Peter goes to help drag the net, which contains 153 large fish. They drag them to the shore. And even though this is a large catch, the nets don't break. Jesus invites everyone to sit down for breakfast. The scriptures tell us that the disciples knew they were eating with Jesus. 
He serves them the bread and the fish in this third appearance to them since his resurrection. After breakfast, Peter is asked by Jesus, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now let me stop there. I want to remind you that Peter, also known as Simon, has denied that he knew Jesus three times while Jesus was on trial. So Jesus is going to ask him three times about his love for him, and Peter will respond each time. Why ask three times? Because Peter had denied Jesus three times. So Jesus asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? These, probably speaking of the other disciples who are likely listening to this exchange. Peter responds, yes, Lord, you know that I do. Then Jesus gives Peter the first of three commands. He says, feed my lambs. Now, what is Jesus saying? Let me give you a probable modern English reading. Simon, because you do love me, I want you to spiritually feed. I want you to teach and encourage my lambs, my followers. But Jesus doesn't stop there. He asks Peter again, do you love me? Peter responds, you know that I love you. And Jesus gives Peter a second command, shepherd or take care of my sheep. And again, Peter, because you love me, he says, take care of my sheep. The third time Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? This time, Peter is hurt with this question. He's answered twice already. So he responds, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus commands this time, feed my sheep. Then Jesus adds this prophecy. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you like. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. The scriptures tell us that this statement is a hint as to what kind of death Peter would experience. Quoting the scripture directly, the Bible says, Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. And then Jesus follows with, follow me. Now let's stop there for a moment. Let's talk about some history. Peter would indeed become an influential person in the church in Jerusalem. And when we read the book of Acts of the Apostles, Peter dominates the first part of the book. He's also the author of two books of scriptures, letters to the churches in the area we now call Turkey. Peter was, according to church legend, martyred by being crucified upside down. So back to our seaside chat between Jesus and his disciples. After Peter heard these words, he turns, he looks at his friend John, and he says, what about him? Jesus responds, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, he concludes, follow me. Jesus had told his disciples to meet him in Galilee upon a mountain. Now, we don't know what mountain, but apparently they knew. They met him there and they worship him. The scriptures tell us that some of them doubt. Uh, they're not sure. 
This is one of the things I love, by the way, about the scriptures. The men and women are presented in a way that's real. They have their doubts. Jesus gave his disciples instructions, and he gives them comfort as well. Here's a direct quote. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's break this down. First, we see that Jesus has authority, all authority, in heaven and on earth. That means, just as he told Pilate, that means that he is a king. He is the king. And as a result of this, he tells his disciples, go, make disciples of other people. They are to be baptized and taught to obey Jesus' commands. Then Jesus closes with the comforting words that he will be with them always, all the way to the end of time. Jesus and his disciples return to Jerusalem, where they have a few days of waiting. He opens their minds so that they can understand the scriptures. He reminds them that these scriptures, written a long, long time ago, say that the Messiah would come, he would suffer and die, and then be raised from the dead on the third day. This is a message that is to be proclaimed in the name of Jesus to all the nations, starting in Jerusalem. And that message? There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. For now, he says, I want you to stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. He takes them to Bethany, to the Mount of Olives. He lifts his hands and gives them a blessing. The apostles still don't understand, though. Lord, they say, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They're still thinking that Jesus has come to overthrow the Roman government. Even with their new understanding, they're still not sure of Jesus' mission. And that will change in the coming days. Jesus doesn't chastise them. He just reminds them that this is in the hands of Jehovah God. He sets those dates and times. In the meantime, he says, you have a mission to complete. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll tell people everywhere about me. Start in Jerusalem. Go throughout Judea, into Samaria, and then into the rest of the earth. And with those instructions... Jesus is taken up into a cloud as the disciples watch. They're straining to see him as he rises up. Two white-robed men suddenly stood with them, and they asked the obvious question, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken into heaven. He's going to come back the same way. The apostles returned to Jerusalem to an upper room of the house where they've been staying. They're all there, and they're united in prayer, and they go to the temple to worship Jehovah God. One day, Peter stands up among the believers. There's about 120 of them there, and he addresses the subject of Judas' betrayal and the fact that the 12 apostles are now 11. Using scriptures, he argues that someone must take the place of Judas, someone who has traveled with the group, 
from the time Jesus was baptizing until the time he ascended back to heaven. Someone who has seen the resurrection. Two men are nominated. Then the group goes to Jehovah God in prayer. O Lord, they say, you know every heart. Show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle to replace Judas in his ministry, for he has deserted us and gone to where he belongs. The scriptures tell us that after this they cast lots. Now this is very similar to our drawing straws to choose someone for a task. In fact, we see this in the Old Testament as a method for making choices. Jehovah God is still working in that choice, and he makes his choice for Matthias. Our account of the life of Jesus closes with two statements from the writings of John. The first says, The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. These are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. In other words, Jesus did a whole lot more than what is recorded. But these events, these teachings, are meant to help you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of Jehovah God. In that belief, you will have life in the power of his name. Here's the second statement. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. In other words, there's so much that could be said about the ministry of Jesus, it would be hard for the books of the world to contain them. F. Lagarde Smith, whose chronology we've been using for this podcast, closed his comments out with these words. Even with these four brief accounts of his life, the story of Jesus has been preserved throughout the centuries for every generation, translated into major languages throughout the earth, and believed by countless millions who have responded in obedient faith to God through his Son, Jesus Christ. And with those words, I must step out of my non-preaching role for just a moment and ask, If you have responded in obedient faith to God through Jesus, if you have, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your story of coming to faith and how Jesus has impacted your life. And if you haven't, I'd love to hear from you as well. What is your response to the story of Jesus? Anyone, whether you've responded to this story positively or negative, can contact me by going to my website. It's jesusstories.info. Click on the Talk to Us menu item on your phone, pad, or computer. My email address is there, as well as links to my social media pages where you can DM me. Now, this is the last of the Jesus stories that come directly from the scriptures. So, what are we going to do next in this podcast? Well, First, we're going to spend the rest of this year running what I'm going to call a best-of series. I'll pick various stories of Jesus' life and teachings and reshare them with you between now and the end of the year. At the first of the next year, Lord willing, I'll share stories of people who have met Jesus and the result of that meeting. We're going to look at the stories of historical figures as well as people who are alive now. But... As I said at the top, all of this requires money, 
and prayer. I'm sure you can provide one, if not both, in the way of support. Prayers are needed as we transition to our new season of podcasting. Money is needed to help keep hosting the podcast and the website so you can listen and respond back to me. If you go to the website, jesusstories.info, and click on Support This Podcast, you'll find out how to help us financially. And if you'd like to share this podcast, go to the same website, click on Sharing This Podcast. If you'd like to drop us a note, click on Talk To Us. That's all at jesusstories.info, jesusstories.info. Now, in two weeks, we'll revisit the first of two early conversations in Jesus' stories. Listen as Jesus and Nicodemus talk about the kingdom of Jehovah God. We'll see you then. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write all my heart every word. Tell me the story. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details